Welcome to the In Love and Simplicity podcast, where you'll learn to live with less so that you can experience more. I'm your host, Christina Guzman. If you're ready to chat all things minimalism, motherhood, and intentional living, you're in the right place. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite drink, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the In Love and Simplicity podcast. I am so grateful that you're here and taking time out of your day to connect. This moment honestly feels so surreal because this is something I've wanted to do for a really long time, and this year I decided to finally go for it. So I was introduced to minimalism about five years ago, and it's honestly changed my lifestyle and my perspective on modern-day consumerism so much. The minimalist community is one that has had such a positive impact on me, and I wanted to do something to give back to help empower others so that they too could experience the benefits of living with less. I've learned a lot over the last few years, and so many of those lessons happen through trial and error, but just with anything in life, I think we learn the most through those rough patches, and those tough moments are what help us get closer to what feels good and authentic in our lives. And the feeling aspect of minimalism is huge because regardless of what philosophies or books might be out there about how to become a minimalist, not everything is going to resonate. And that's okay because ultimately the journey is yours. What minimalism looks like for you and your family should be based on what feels right, what makes you feel lighter, and what's actually sustainable for you long term. So my goal with this podcast is to empower you with helpful information so that you can make that decision for yourself. Another thing that minimalism helped me to kickstart was becoming more mindful and intentional in the areas of my life that are the most important to me. So this season, you can expect topics around both minimalism and intentional living because the two are linked in so many ways and both have the power to transform your life in a positive way. But first things first, in this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what my journey with minimalism has looked like over the years, what my biggest aha moments have been throughout my experiences, how to define minimalism for yourself, and steps that you can take today to make strides towards living with less. So here we go. The concept of minimalism was introduced to me back in 2018 through a Netflix documentary, of all things, called Minimalism, starring the minimalists Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. And if you haven't heard of them, they're a great resource for gaining education and inspiration. They wrote a few books as well, and in the documentary, they share their stories and the stories of many others who had found more joy in their lives by living with less. And within the first few minutes, I knew that this was something I connected with at the time. I was a military wife and had moved so many times and if you remember in the season one trailer I mentioned that there's nothing like moving a ton of times to make you realize how much stuff you have that you don't really need and I deeply felt that in that moment. One thing about me is that when I'm introduced to something I'm inspired by, I take immediate action. I have zero chill when something is locked in my crosshairs, and sometimes I'm not sure if it's a strength or a toxic trait, but we'll just leave that there. 
Anyway, shortly after I watched the documentary, I immediately started minimizing and the process of getting rid of things just felt so incredibly freeing. With every item that I got rid of, it just felt like more of a weight being lifted off my chest because I knew it was another item that I wasn't responsible for anymore. It was another item not taking up energetic space in our environment that didn't need to be there, which might sound a little woo-woo, but we'll be getting into the energetic and spiritual benefits of living with less later in the season, so stay tuned for that. But I started the decluttering process with my closet, which at the time was an absolute disaster. It was a walk-in closet and it was filled wall to wall with clothes, bags, shoes, hats, all the things, and I could never find anything when I needed to, so I would just dump everything out out of frustration and then the bedroom would be a mess because I was too overwhelmed to try and organize and put it all back. It honestly was a really vicious cycle that I struggled with for a really long time. Luckily, though, through the documentary, I was introduced to Project 333, and if you haven't heard of it, I definitely recommend checking it out. I'll link information in the show notes, but the challenge is to keep only 33 items in your closet for three months, and that includes shoes, jewelry, accessories, hats, and once you have your 33 items selected, you box up the rest of your clothes and put them out of sight for three months and through this experience most people realized that they didn't need as much in their closet as they thought they did. So at first when I heard about the challenge I honestly thought it was really unrealistic. The thought of downsizing that much gave me a lot of anxiety but I knew I wanted to feel less overwhelmed so I decided to give it a try and as a way to keep myself extra accountable, like no turning back, instead of packing the items away for three months, I just got rid of it all. And I remember dropping dropping everything off for donation. And I had this moment in the car where I was like, what, what did I just do? But it ended up being the best thing that I could have ever done because so many good things came from that experience. And it made me want to push myself to continue downsizing and, and see where it would take me. And ironically, around that time, my previous partner had gotten word that we were being restationed to Washington, D.C. in a few months. And I saw that as a golden opportunity to try and live in the smallest space possible since we were only going to be there for a little bit, a very short time. And somehow I managed to convince him that me, him, and our dog could definitely downsize from a 1,200 square foot two-bedroom apartment to a 500 square foot studio. So a few months later, we put down a deposit on a studio apartment and we hit the road towards D.C. And I will never forget the feeling we had when we walked into that apartment after driving across the country for five days and saw how small 500 square feet actually was. In that moment, I knew I had made a mistake, but I didn't really want to admit it at the time, so I did everything I could to make the best of it. But, spoiler alert, we lasted three months before we started absolutely losing our minds, but luckily our complex was willing to work with us to get us into a bigger apartment, so it was all good. But that was when it hit me how important it is to define your definition of living with less, not just follow someone else's because we're all different. We all have different needs and just because one level of minimal living works for someone else, it doesn't mean that it's what's right for you or your family. 
Which brings me to the second realization I came to during that situation, which is if you have a partner and or children, you should always be approaching the shift of living with less as a family so that everyone feels like they have a say and can be on board in a way that feels good for them. And this is especially true when it comes to relationships where you might have a minimalist, maximalist pairing like myself and my husband. And you can definitely expect an episode where he'll be a guest this season and we'll talk about balance two lifestyles on opposite ends of the spectrum as a married couple. But on to the question you're probably waiting on an answer for. So how do you define minimalism for yourself and or your family? The best way to do that is simply by starting. Start the process of living with less by ridding your environment of anything that doesn't serve you, but do it in stages. If you're anything like me, it can be really tempting to just go balls to the wall and do a massive decluttering session, but in my experience, that can just lead to more overwhelm. So there's nothing wrong with taking it slow, getting rid of a few things, and seeing how it feels. Then you can ask yourself some questions. You know, do you miss the items? Do you notice a difference? If so, does that difference feel positive or negative? Are you spending less time managing your belongings? Is it taking less time to clean your space? These are all questions that can give you valuable insight into if this journey is something that you want to continue pursuing. I've lived life on both ends of the spectrum, from being a complete maximalist who had 20 pairs of shoes to being a hardcore minimalist and only having a small suitcase, my laptop, and my dog in my possession. And yes, there's a story behind that that I'll be talking more about in a later episode, but by living through both extremes, I've learned the importance of leaning into my feelings and being guided by the intuition that all of us have inside of us to find a sweet spot. And that's not to say that you're bound to whatever that sweet spot is for the rest of your life, because as we age, we go through different seasons where you might find yourself needing more than what you're used to or you might find yourself needing less. But either way, by checking in with yourself and your environment every so often, you'll be able to tweak things if needed to make sure that you're always feeling in alignment with your surroundings. Now, before I wrap up this episode, I want to give you three tips that you can start with today to kickstart your journey towards living with less. So the first tip is to start with one area at a time. It can be so tempting to just go nuts and go room to room chucking things, but as I said before, this can lead to more overwhelm. There's different philosophies on what room you should start in, but my personal preference is to start in the area where you or your family spend the most time in because that's where you're likely going to feel the biggest difference and be the most aware of the benefits. The second tip is to start with the easy stuff that you know you want to get rid of, like broken toys, ripped clothes, worn out throw pillows, candles that are on their last leg, knickknacks that you feel indifferent towards, whatever is a no-brainer for you and your family. And you're going to place those items into a box and put it out of sight in another part of your home temporarily. And the last tip is to spend a few days in the space without the things you eliminated and take an inventory of how the environment feels. Ask yourself and your family some of the questions we talked about earlier in the episode and use your answers to make a decision about whether or not you're happy with the results thus far. If you're not, that box of belongings is just another room away for you to put back. No harm, no foul. But if you're feeling good about the changes that you made, then you can move forward with either recycling, donating, selling, or junk the unwanted items that you might 
even find yourself wanting to get rid of a few more things before moving on to the next room. And if you want to take these tips a little further, I have a free download for you called The Minimalism Kickstart, 10 Prompts to Help You Kickstart Your Journey Towards Living With Less. And you can grab your copy at inloveandsimplicity.com slash minimalismkickstart. You can also find that link directly in the show notes as well for easier access. So we've officially come to the end of the episode, but if you want to learn more and keep up with me in real time, you can follow me on Instagram at inloveandsimplicity. Drop me a comment, send me a message, say hello. I'd love to connect with you and chat more about this episode. And of course, be sure to hit that follow button on your listening platform to make sure you're subscribed so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day in love and simplicity.